Welcome into the Sports Insanity Podcast. Let's go completely insane, peeps! What's going on, sports fans? Good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time zone you are in. I'm Bill Murphy. Oh, I am Lawrence Patchman Lang. I'm Denny Boy Reginald. Howdy, folks. And we have a new co-host. Yes. He's been here a few times. You know him. You love him. You can't live without him, even though we've tried. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Mark Old Ops guy, Halpern. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. How are we all tonight? We're doing well. You? Hey. Me, I am in one piece. Glad to be here. <laughs> oh, that's great news. That's great news. <laughs> Being in one piece is a good thing. Yes. And As my I... grandfather, God rest his soul, would always say, every day above ground is a good day. <laughs> Absolutely. And now, Mark, you don't have to budge in and apologize for it. You can just say, hey. I'm a last guy. <laughs> because he can. And old I am. But regardless, we have a bunch of topics to get here to today here on game four, inning five here on the Sports Insanity podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. Well, we got a yeah, we got a lot to talk about here today. We got the Yankees Red Sox getting postponed. We got some NBA final talk. We got some Richard Sherman and Trevor Bauer. We got some changes coming to Major League Baseball for 2022. We got the U.S. Men Olympics and expectations of our teams in the second half. For MLB. For MLB. All the fans out there, you got to make sure you pronounce it. You got to make sure you tell them, Bill. You got a lot to get to and so little time. Why would we dilly-dallying? We could just get to it. And that's what we're going to do. We are recording this on a Thursday night. The New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox were supposed to play tonight. But the game got postponed because three players, including pitchers, tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah, you know, now we have this um, Delta hybrid COVID or whatever the medical. The Delta variant. Delta variant. Yeah, the Delta variant. Thank you for the correct pronunciation mm-hmm. for that. And you know what? COVID's never going to go away. No matter, it's just like the common cold. It's now, it's just here. It's going to mutate every now so often. And you know, outbreaks are going to happen. It's going to happen in baseball or not baseball. It's going to happen all around, you know? Oh, it's going to happen everywhere. Jonathan Lazajica. 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 Nestor Cortez and Wandy Peralta all tested positive. Yeah, and first of all, the Nestor Cortez, that's huge because Nestor Cortez has been the definition of lights out ever since he got called up from Scramble. Yes, he sure has. You've been and, at 100% right there. And, and so that, that's a big moment, loss there. Go ahead, Bill. Sorry. And as of this moment, three other players had tests that are pending, and the results of those pending tests are still unknown. And also, Judge is among the Yankees in protocol, among with Gio Urshela and Kyle Higashioka. You know what? Just when we thought we were done with this. The Yankees have to ruin everything for everybody. That's how it is. 
kind of is. And this is coming from a lifelong Yankee fan. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, the Yankees were traveling before they got to the All-Star break. And yeah, they were Houston. So, like, obviously, uh, and, and of course, I'm not I'm not accusing Texas of anything. <laughs> well, we but, could do that, we'll, but we'll be here all night. But. That in Florida. <laughs> exactly. But that region is, is a region where people just don't give a rat's ass about vaccinations and protecting other people's lives. And that's a shame. It's a shame that it has to come to this point. And this has an effect on the whole Yankee season. Like I said, Nestor Cortez could be out for a long time, and he's been big in the bullpen. On top of that, the whole Yankees are going to have to shut down their team. They're not going to play against the Red Sox this weekend. Like, why Why would you play them, knowing that you have an outbreak in your team? Exactly. It will be the first cancellation of games due to COVID in a while, which is a shame. Because even me as a Mets fan, ladies and gentlemen, I like to watch a Yankee Red Sox match because you never know when a good fight's going to break in. And you know what? This could affect, you know, not just the Yankees and Red Sox. It could affect the rest of baseball. Of like Aaron Judge, who was at the All-Star game, who was he around? Well, well, also... Maskless. Maskless, maskless exactly. Like... Who's he been around? You're going to have to test everyone else. You're going to have to contact trace everyone else. Like, guys, listen, this is this is getting freaking scary, man. I would say it's not it, – it's a game that got canceled due to COVID protocol. It's not scary at the moment if it comes out tomorrow that 17 other teams are, you know, quarantined and postponing games. Then it becomes scary. This it just, can become it, scary. It That's can become man. scary. It's a simple protocol. Like, like just like in last year when baseball came back. Yes, the Marlins had an outbreak, and if, I think it was the Cardinals had an outbreak too last yes, year. Yes, you're mistaken. right. The Marlins, the Cardinals. Yes, they had outbreaks last year. That canceled games. That caused, you know, a little shuffle in the schedule and all that humbo-jumbo. And but, a season that really shouldn't have been played, but that's a whole other conversation. Yes, that's another whole conversation. I'm trying to do my take here. But as I was saying, it's it's precautionary right now. Okay, Yankees, Red Sox get canceled. Fun fact this morning at work, I had someone buying beer to go to the game. I'm like, oh, have a great time tonight. Should be a great game. He wasn't a big baseball fan, but he was going with his friends who are Yankee fans. I'm like, oh, hey, have fun tonight. And then <laughs> I read that Yankees, Red Sox canceled. I'm like, oh, well, I feel bad for that guy if he's on the train right now and he's going Yankee Stadium. But regardless, for my side tangent, nothing to be concerned of. It could be a little bit concerning, but at this moment, I don't consider this a big concern. If people start coming back testing positive for COVID, then my red flag goes up and, and I'm concerned because now it's like, okay, where are all these players around? Because yes, we have the all-star game and home run derby Monday and Tuesday here this week. And yes, everyone was maskless, but then again, you don't know when that person was exposed. Exactly. Okay, so so, so Judge could have came home from the All-Star game on Tuesday, Wednesday, been exposed somewhere, and then game gets canceled Thursday, and it's like, okay, hey, maybe I need to quarantine for precautionary reasons since I was halfway across the country, came back halfway across the country and all that. But the thing is is that they just announced that they were tested positive today, which means that they probably have had it throughout that road trip. Loisega, Peralta, Nestor Cortez, especially Cortez, he pitched in Houston. Mm -hmm. He pitched like four innings. So 
there's a chance that they, there's a chance that he could have spread it because they were all around each other. Right. So and then while the- while I oh, understand, yeah. I apologize, old ops guy. No. While I understand what you're saying, Patch, I am a little concerned because this is a super spreader thing. I I'm with Reggie on this one. Old ops guy. Unfortunately, you know the big concern is Aaron Judge. Yes. If he was the you know, if he was around and he had contracted it before that All-Star game and then he was tested positive after it, you now have to look at any person who was around him during the All-Star game has to get tested and possibly quarantined for 14 days. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a big bomb drop on baseball. Yeah. Because, listen, I'm now wearing my contact tracing hat because I did take contact tracing courses last year for all this. And because, like, here's the thing. 97% of cases show, like, I don't know if they were showing symptoms or not, but 97% of cases show symptoms within 11 days of exposure. Right. So, okay, I'm sorry for all the technical talk and I sound like a total nerd, but, you know, I've read the, I've read cases where people been exposed, they go get tested like five days later and they come back and they come back negative and they go about their lives and then, like, a few days after that test, they start showing symptoms, and then they test positive. It happens all the time. 97% of cases show symptoms within 11 days of exposure. And, you know, and it's like, you are contagious two days before you start showing symptoms. So, I don't know if any of these guys are showing symptoms. It really hasn't gone into detail. And, you know, Patch, I get what you're saying, too. Should we run, Should we hit the panic button? Maybe not yet. Like, if maybe tomorrow if more positives come out and tomorrow's game you gotta get canceled then you start panicking am i right first of all you should the entire series gone i don't care i don't care if more or less positives come out the entire series is over like we're not having it until later on we'll do whatever double headers and all that stuff later on right you know I mean, and to be fair, like it's probably karma on the Yankees because they're making the poor angels who got postponed because of rain. I was supposed fly, to go to that game. <laughs> have to fly out to New York and then play, play a Monday that game, night game and then go to Detroit. That's yeah. stupid. For I can't believe the, Yan- the baseball and the Yankees allowed that to happen. So, you know, obviously, I don't mean any harm. I don't want any Yankee player to die, but still. we don't want anyone to die. <laughs> Exactly, but you can't you can't play the series. I don't know. I, I just don't understand why they would even want to think about playing. This. No, that is off big... days and stuff to make up for it. Yeah. They'll make double headers out of it. They're gonna have no choice. But yes, Dan is right. Cancel the series. They gotta can. I, I know they gotta cancel the series. But what would you say tomorrow? We're, we're thrown out of good old fashioned hypothetical. Who doesn't like hypotheticals? But anyway, oh no, I see the look on Mark's face. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's nothing to do. It's as simple as this. You have players that are tested positive. You have a series that is being played. They can't play the series. They're putting everybody at risk right now. Cancel the three-game series. Four-game. Four-game series. Sorry, my bad. Thank you. Tomorrow, t- tonight, yeah. tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, who cares? Continue. But anyway, if they announce tomorrow – that some weird chance go, you know what, we're going to play tomorrow. And that would be like the dumbest thing. I think you guys are right. You guys have kind of persuaded me here. Like, I think this series needs to be axed. Do double headers, play on off days, 
however you get it done, just get it the fuck done. And and let's be honest, if the Yankees don't make the playoffs, why would we want to play these games anyway? They're meaningless at this point. <laughs> you know? just make me feel better when you guys are walking in Mets jerseys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he can't, you can't wait to He's see that, Mark Kenya. He is not holding back on that one, and I fully <laughs> expect to be wearing that in October I, when the Mets are playing at City Field. <laughs> I actually do. I actually do expect to be wearing a Mets shirt in October. So, you know what? I think the more right now I just like come to grips with it and be and be at peace with it, I think the better off I'm going to be. So I'm just gonna keep telling myself that I'll be in a Mets shirt in October. So anyway, expecting Yankee fan would wear a Mets shirt. I'm just saying. What was that, Patch? No, no self-respecting Yankee fan would put on a Mets shirt. But, but out of respect for the wager I made with Old Ops guy, I'm willing to do it. Okay, the wager it's different. But then again, no self-respecting Yankee fan would put on a Mets shirt. That's like a Red Sox fan putting on a Yankee shirt. It's never going to happen. Or vice. I am doing this out of the respect for the wager that has been made, because a gentleman always holds his word. Anyway, this is a mess. We hope there's no more positives. We hope this doesn't cause another catastrophe like last year. But please. Everyone, I got to say this, and I don't want to sound preachy here, but please, if you haven't already, go get vaccinated. Their choice to go get vaccinated. We're not forcing you. We're not telling you to go get vaccinated. We're We're suggesting you go get the vaccination. If you decide not to, we respect that. If you go get it, hey, good for you. But in the end, at the end of the day, it is the person's decision to get the vaccination. And all of us here just... Highly suggest you get it, but if you don't get it, we respect it. Respect it, but understand because a lot of these cases that are rising, and it's very unfortunate that a lot of them are rising, and a lot of people that have it almost 100% of the time are unvaccinated. So it just goes to show you that the vaccine works. And, you know, while yes, I agree, you know, people have the choice of whether or not to get. The needle into their arms you also have to understand the science of it and it's there's evidence that's right there there's no disputing it it works so please folks consider it at least because you have to think about yourself and your loved ones think about your your elderly relatives think about your relatives mm-hmm. and friends who may be immunocompromised please consider getting the vaccine i know it's scary but you know what the more we get vaccinated the more we can put this in the rearview mirror i just hope we don't have another disaster like we did last year that's all i'm hoping for and i don't think it'll get to that point and Trust. if anything the one thing that the all-star break showed us is that life can return to normal and we certainly had that with the home run derby and the all-star game and uh it was, it was pretty pretty dope to watch all that congratulations uh, to mr p alonzo by the way old lobs guy thank you we were all watching that together yeah. on the live stream shout out to juan soto for the upset too of the home yes. run. Uh, that yeah. wasn't an up that was an upset that was a nice battle Oh, that Fantastic was battle, three rounds, going to a three swing off, amazing, and then Trey Mancini again to the final was amazing too. Yes, and you know Trey Mancini going through what he had to go through. God bless him. Moving on to a more serious note, I have a little trouble in the NFL with a certain player in Richard 
Sherman. He's under for domestic violence um, allegations. And all bunch felony of domestic violence, not just domestic violence, felony, which yes. makes it a higher stake. He's also under watch too, because he threatened to kill himself when his wife was calling the police. So this is a whole mess right now. And also, from what I was gathering, there was alcohol involved too. Yeah, I mean, he crashed his he crashed his car into like um, an area right by his in laws, which is you know Correct. obviously incredibly dangerous. And you know they suspect that he was drinking, which is uh, also really dangerous. And then of course he goes in and he's spazzing out, you know. I don't want to call him crazy because it's probably a mental thing that's going on here um, because I know his wife, girlfriend, whatever the or spouse, wife, his wife, his wife. Okay. Had said that he doesn't do, he's not the type of person to harm people. So something must've happened where, whether it's too many drinks or whatever it is that's up here, that's affecting him because if he's going to act like this, that's a problem. Richard Sherman going back with one of the best cornerbacks I've ever seen to play the game. Mm-hmm. To see this news reported took me for a double take. I was shocked because you didn't really hear much about Richard Sherman in the offseason oh. besides of his holdouts and stuff like that. He's never been linked to drugs, alcohol. So this was a pretty big shock. However, that being said, felony domestic violence, his career is done. His Absolutely. legacy is done. You don't get charged with a felony unless you've actually been caught committing the problem. It's not hearsay anymore. Yeah. And um, obviously, Richard Sherman does have some mental health issues. That's supposedly. We don't know. Supposedly. Mental issues. You know what? He could have just had a little too much to drink, and maybe he just lost his mind for the night. Or, God forbid, someone drugged him. God forbid someone drops something that, in the yeah, Or when he when he's calling and say he's gonna kill himself. I don't know if that's just I've had a few too many drinks. Uh, that's... I've, I've 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 been around some people that have drank too much, and that has happened. They have just said, you know what, I'm so depressed and all this, blah blah blah. I might kill myself, and then you're like, uh, hang on a minute here. You're not gonna do that. If you're gonna do, if you plan on doing that, I'm getting you help right then. I'm gonna gonna get you help right now and we're fixing that shit right now and today he's he was being held without bail and now he's out or no uh from it came from i think espn from around seven o'clock judge orders richard sherman to be released from jail without bail with several conditions and one of those conditions will be the normal tracking monitor which will keep him on a house arrest he will not be allowed out of his uh yeah so really he can't he's like punished and really right. can't do much. Correct. Stuff. He probably can't leave his house except for... Nope. No, he will not be allowed to leave his residence. Anything he needs will have to be brought to him. That'll be the judge's order. And then, and is... then his next hearing is set for tomorrow, uh, tomorrow which is Friday, July right. 16th at 2 p.m. Uh, West Coast time. Correct. This is, this is just crazy. This is absolutely, I would put this under www.wtf.com. I don't know if he, if he was just drunk or maybe he does have some mental health issues or. Well, I mean, I, I hate to suspect it. And this is something that a friend of mine had brought up, but the rise of CTE amongst NFL players mm. are 
alarming still. And not just NFL, hockey players. Obviously, you don't hear much with hockey because NHL is pretty silent about it. And the NFL, like, you have people looking at football because football is a bigger sport, has bigger, you know, popularity and, you know, reach and all that stuff. So they'll talk about football and stuff. They never talk about hockey. They made a movie about it. But the Horizon CTE is pretty alarming. So, you know, that, I mean, I'm not saying Richard Sherman has CTE. It's very possible. It's a definite possibility. Sorry, Dan. It's very possible that once tested, once he dies, he's tested, that it's going to show. So that that could be another thing. Because a lot of, because CTE doesn't show up until it's on an autopsy report. Am I correct? Right. I hope that everything turns out all right for Mr. Richard Sherman, because I love the dude. He's a great cornerback. He's an unrestricted free agent right now. So he's hopefully, hopefully if all this hopefully blows over and nothing comes to, he can find a team to play for. I just hope him the best. If, if anything, just get your shit together and get back right on the right path, man. And moving on to another incident in um, sports, Trevor yes. Bauer. Yes. Mr. Trevor Bauer has, has his administrative leave extended through July 27th. Right? Okay, you know what? Guys, I'm sorry. I'm about to get real angry right now. I'm sorry. Extend the leave? No, kick him the hell out. I'm sorry. Listen, I know everyone is innocent until proven guilty. There Go on with no the investigation, way. but kick his ass out. I am sorry. I have no respect for a man who hits a woman. I have absolutely no respect. Neither do I. However, like it's been said, you're innocent until proven guilty. Yes, country. you're innocent until okay. proven guilty. Okay. The difference between Richard Sherman and Trevor Bauer is Richard Sherman had filed charged against him immediately. Yes. There's your difference. There has been nothing charged against Trevor Bauer. Not to say that Trevor Bauer is innocent. I have heard stories about him for the last few years. This doesn't surprise me. However, I'm I've sure the Los Angeles Dodgers are happy they're saving their money right now. I've heard I've read some statements by him that make me scratch my head a little bit. So <laughs> but you know it, it's okay, you know what? I, I'm sorry I went on that little rant there, but that just really infuriates me. It just well, does. It, and it really should. I mean, if I'm the Dodgers, like why would I want well and I know you signed Trevor Bauer to this big ass deal, probably way too much money, but why have this negative attention coming to you, especially after a season where you won the World Series, you're pretty much on top of the world. In the, in the baseball world, at least, why have all this negative attention to you? Like, if I'm the Dodgers, I would have released him almost immediately. And I know that's a, I know that might be a hit on their cap. I don't know. I don't care. They don't cap say. I'm sorry, MLB. What am I saying? It might be. It might take a hit. Why even have it? It's not. It's not important. The Yankees went through this with Alex Rodriguez. And, yes. and look, did did the Yankees survive? Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they eventually got rid of Alex Rodriguez and stuff. This is, of course, when he recovered with the public and stuff. But it made the Yankees look bad that they kept him around. Yeah. And look, obviously, the situations are too different. Steroids versus sexual assault are way too different things that have to be evaluated differently. But we need to prioritize team. And this whole Trevor Bauer 
nonsense. Like, it's ridiculous and not needed. And I think it's time the Dodgers hammer out. But they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it because what baseball team will want to do that? Or maybe they're right now, they're just like, you know what? Let's see what the investigation says, see what happens. What I picked up from a couple of people I know on the West Coast is that the hospital reports is what's going to be his downfall. This woman that allegedly he abused has several hospital reports that link her plus text messages to him on the nights of the incidents. And once their investigation is set, the truth will come out and what will happen will happen. But I agree with Dan. Release him now. Why keep paying him for nothing? Yeah. And, and let's say he is on administrative leave. If you release him, no team's going to pick him up. Nope. So he'll be no, gone no, from the league. That tag on him. He'll be gone for the league. Yep. Even if, okay, let's say hypothetically, let's say whatever happens and it turns out he's off clean. That's still going to ruin his career, am I right? Allegations are everything in sports, whether it's football, baseball, whatever. I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm sorry. Ezekiel Elliott was suspended six frigging games because he was accused of doing stuff that he was proven innocent of. All it takes is an allegation to ruin anybody. That's why until charges are filed, we don't know. But it's like my mother always said. There's his version, her version, and the truth, as my mother always says. But the thing is that she, this woman landed in the hospital. She did. So, like, what what are we talking about here? And these are more than just allegations. And like what Mark said, and listen, when I just made that statement, I'm just going off what Mark said about allegations in general, not just not this situation. But anyway, if she's in the hospital and what Mark said with the hospital report, if that comes out and it's linked to him, then ban him for life. I said this a few minutes ago. I'll say it again. I have no respect for a man who hits a woman. You're not a man. And that you even thought about putting your hands on someone like that. Shame on you. You should be locked up. Here, I am going to take it further and say nobody should be hitting anyone. I don't care if you're a man. I don't care if you're a woman, baby, adult, kid, whatever it is. No one should be hit, getting hit by anyone. No one should be raped, molested. None of that stuff, okay? Because we're human beings, and human beings deserve respect and didn't. What's going on, everyone? Lawrence Patchman Lang here, president of the Sports Insanity Network, just reminding you to go to our website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork, where you can read everyone's blogs here on the network and also find about the history of the Sports Insanity Network. And now, back to the Sports Insanity Podcast. The NBA Finals. Yes, tied at two games apiece after Milwaukee's game four win last night against the Phoenix Suns. Giannis, baby, come on. Giannis, get that finals. Get that play of the year, that block on eight. My God. Better than LeBron. Better than LeBron's block. Understand, that's that's an alley-oop and probably a game-saving bucket by the Suns. First off, that's a hot take, by the way. That's a hot take saying that's better than LeBron's block. LeBron's block is still iconic. Oh, I'm not going to say it's not, but it's still better. It was a buck and a quarter left in the game, and that block came in. Didn't LeBron's come in game seven? LeBron's came in 
Game seven, yeah. Game seven, and it practically – it was what, with a minute 30 left in the yeah. game? Come that on. was an amazing block. I'm not going to say it wasn't, but this was more exciting than that one. Uh, 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 that, 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 that's a hot take for a different day. <laughs> but, but you know what? The Bucks are back in it. They were never out of it. Even though I picked the Suns to win by six last night, I just thought they had a little bit more momentum going in. That was a spectacular game. That uh, was great. Giannis is on a roll. How him and Middleton were last night. Middleton putting up 40 points. I mean, something you don't really see much. And even for the Suns, Devin Booker has been pretty good lately. Booker is is a star. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, absolutely. The Suns, but, the Suns were never going to win this in four. You, no. you, you can get off that. I'll, I'll bring up the Washington Nationals on this one. They went up two games and nothing. They took two out of Houston, came back home, lost three straight and home. When people thought, oh, it was over in four for the national. It was over in four, and Nats in four after they took two in Houston. No, the series is going to go six or seven now. I think, uh, you know what? My original pick was Bucks and seven, and you know what? I stand by that pick. I still say Phoenix and six. You think Phoenix would come back and it's it's two games apiece, and I think the series goes back to Phoenix now because no, they have one more. Is it one more Milwaukee or no? No, it, it's one, one, one now. I think for their format. Yeah, I mean this series is gonna. I mean, I expected the Suns in six anyway, but the fact that this Bucks team took advantage of their home crowd—that's pretty good. You're I, central, I mean, baby. Like I, I, I mean, obviously, you know, the Suns did their job and they covered their their home court, but the momentum swing that you just experienced in Milwaukee is huge for the Bucks. And you know, it's not like you know, I mean, these were good two good games in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you real quick, but a little bit of it's fine news. Oh, breaking news! Doug Peterson oh, no. traded to the Braves. Okay. What? Jock Peterson to the Braves after, you know, Kuna went down with ACL injury. I got it. With what considerations? Do not know at this time, but Jock Peterson is now a Atlanta Brave. Damn. Actually, it's for Bryce Ball, um, Bryce Ball Atlanta's 12th overall prospect. All right. So that's so, not horrible. So just a little breaking news. Hey, we get a little breaking news on here finally. Uh, but Dan, breaking news is fun. Breaking news is fun. <laughs> but Dan, back, back to Milwaukee and Phoenix in the NBA Finals. I just want to say before I continue, that's pretty interesting. Jock Peterson, Jock Peterson to the Braves. <laughs> I can't believe that. My director's walking in. He's like, he's not pissed. He's like, I'm not upset because they needed someone to take over for Acuna. Fair. I'm glad it's not Chris Bryant. Okay. Chris Bryant can come to the Nationals. <laughs> no, he's coming to the Mets, baby. Mets are scouting him big time. JT Yin is going to be involved in the trade to get. Him. Yeah, in any case, no, no. I, the 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 NBA final is now the momentum switch. I think it's going to be much much closer series than I thought. I mean, again, while I expected to go six, it may go seven. I'm, go I'm seven. Gonna go, I think it's going to go seven. And, and it's it, going to go seven. And everyone thought this finals was going to be a dud. I never once said it was going to be a dud. I wanted this series. Last Two teams night, that were not expected to make it. Made. Tom Ferrelli from CBS Sports, I think, said it best last night. This was a classic NBA Finals game last night. Mm-hmm. That was a classic NBA Finals. And as Red said, the momentum is now shifting. We're going from – we're go. it was, again, that same Tom Ferrelli. He said – Suns in four was a possibility after game two. He said, that's a big possibility now. 
And listen, I am not attacking him. I think he was just, that's what the momentum was at this point. Things change. That's how sports go. Things change. I'm sure people were probably thinking after game two, ooh, the sun's going to sweep. And sweep sweep was too much. <laughs> uh, I, maybe I, uh, in five? No, no. You always got to give the Bucks a chance because of what they have on their team. You got Giannis. You got that young core. That's what it is. You yeah. got a good bench. So now NBA Finals heating up. Game five. Saturday night, right? Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Saturday night, 9 o'clock. Yep. It's going to be fun. All right, folks. I got peace out. All right. Peace out, Danny. Gotta we'll go. Later, Danny. One other touch in the basketball world before we get to Team USA and their um, <laughs> fun two games. Um, shout out to Candace Parker, who becomes the first female basketball player to grace the cover of 2K. Saw that about a half hour ago. I was going to touch on that at the end. That is absolutely great. Congratulations, Candace. All right. Moving on to Team USA. You know. Oh, I know. know. COVID has stricken them, unfortunately. Bradley Beal will not be with the team for the rest of the uh, Olympics. He is now in COVID protocols and on his way home, unfortunately. Um, The game versus Australia might be canceled tomorrow due to this effect. We'll know more in the morning. But two losses. That is double. I mean, just double what any Olympic team has ever had. You know, it's, I think it's the first time they've lost back-to-back expedition games since, what, 92 or 93? Yeah. And it's, you know what, I hate to say it, but I think the players that are playing are tired out because of the short turnaround season that they had. Absolutely. Because they didn't start till like, what, December this year? Well, don't forget that the season ended last year in the middle of July, like it's going to end this year. And then right. they came back right, I think, end of November or beginning of November, one of the two. And yep. then uh, and LeBron talked about it saying, hey, we need more rest. Start us up in like late December, early January. And they did it. NBA is like, no, we're going to start. Our, we're going to start right here and then and there. I think these players are tired out. And the risk of injury is a big concern going to into this. I mean, I mean, you got a lot of stars out there playing, and God forbid any one of them gets severely injured. I mean, God forbid. I mean, COVID is one thing, and injury is going to continue on for more. It's you know, injuries happen at any time, and you know, if it happens during the Olympics, you know, Olympics are like Olympics right now, middle of July. NBA season starts late October. Mm-hmm. You're looking at a three. You're looking at ninety days of. 90 days of rest, and then right. you're back on the court again. If an injury happens, that might put you out till February, March. Absolutely. As we saw what happened with uh, Durant and his Achilles a year ago. You, you see it all over the league, and it's not just basketball. It's every sport. Yeah, you get injured now, and that could screw you up for a good chunk of the year. Correct. And you go, you go off that. This might show that this Olympic team might not win gold. And I can't tell you what that would do to all star teams in the future. I do, I do not know because this is very interesting. We, I've seen this in my lifetime, but looking back, it's like it's not scary, but it's scary. Like this, this men's basketball team should be is the best team in the world. They should, they should be blown out the, all the other teams by like 30, 40, not 
losing. Right. I mean, Australia does have a few NBA stars. We're not yes, going to say do. they don't. Okay. Yeah. But Nigeria? To lose tonight. No offense tonight, the country of Nigeria. Yeah, no offense to the country. Ladies and gentlemen. They're listening. Anyone in Nigeria, yeah. we might have a listener yeah. or two. Yeah, yeah no, no offense to the country or its team or, or its coaches. Or its coaches. Still. Or its people. Or its people. But still. Still. You should have beat that team. Same. You should beat them. But and hey, also, who was the second team they lost to? Is it Australia? Australia. Yeah, Australia on Monday. Well, Australia has some good Australian players, though. Well, you got Joe Inglis from the Utah Jazz out there. You know, and even he said, said he was shocked that they beat USA. You know what this is going to do for the U.S. basketball program if they don't win the gold? Yes, I do. Because Grant Hill will be taking over at the end of this year. He will be taking over all men's basketball for the Olympics after this one concludes in Tokyo. And I'm excited for that. Me too. So all we could say is they better step it up. That We know this is only two exhibition games, but if this is a preview of what's to come, then I'm scared. Yeah. Why, why are you scared? It, anyone can beat anybody on any given day. If Team USA, if, if team USA goes out and doesn't win gold, it Okay, it's not the end of the world, but it's a disappointment. It, put it this way: it's a disappointment. We're sad they didn't win gold, but then again, we look at the World Cup where Team USA didn't make it, and people were sad, but no one really cared. Right. It it, it happens. It does. Anything but, can go wrong. USA has been brokenhearted before when it comes to winning gold or trying to win World Cups or any world tournament in, in right. itself. Right. Whether it's been on the ice against Russia whether it's been in the basketball, whatever, baseball, it happens. It happens. It's it's life. You win, you lose. You're going to lose more than you win. That's up, life. Do it again. All right, moving on. We got Rob Manford, Bill's favorite person in the world. Guess what it's time for? Rob Manford, I still don't like you. And this has been your weekly reminder. I mean, you haven't done a weekly reminder in a long time, so just throwing it out there. Okay, you know what? Maybe we should reduce it to like a bi-weekly or monthly reminder. It's probably a monthly reminder now that you're reminded. Okay, this is you now your monthly reminder. But, but you yes, know what? But, he announced some plans for next year that I'm actually on with. Yeah, explain it, Bill. Like, what, he wants to talk about getting rid of the seven-in doubleheaders and putting a runner on second. Those rules are meant for minor league. All right, they're not major league rules. I totally agree. And runner on second for the um, extra innings. He wants to get rid of those for next year. And I 100% agree with that because it's just, listen, we're old school when it comes to this. You want to win the game, earn it. Freaking earn it. Am I right, guys? Yes. Look, I look at the pitchers this year who have gone out and thrown no hitters through seven innings, and it's not going to count towards them. They'll get it in a book somewhere with an asterisk. But baseball is meant to be nine innings. That's how long baseball is. It's understandable in the minor leagues, but not in the majors. I have an interesting take with the seven-inning doubleheader, actually. I I was thinking about this the other day. I say if they, there has to be a doubleheader, first game is seven innings, second game is nine innings. Huh, interesting. Not a bad proposal, actually. Not a bad proposal. Okay. Pretty, you you get that first game at seven innings, and then you just go to your second game as a nine-inning? Not an ending rather game. It's very simple. Make it an early afternoon game. Oh, yeah. Okay. I could I could get along with that. I mean, getting, rid of, idea, getting rid of the runner on second, fantastic idea. I'm, yes. I'm, 
Keep it in minor league baseball. Major leagues, no, get rid of it. Un- unless it's absolutely necessary. And I think from what I was reading from the article, there are considering a universal DH. Finally, put that in the league. I, you know, I'm I, actually I, in agreement with I, that. I've gone back and forth. With, I love watching the pitcher hit. But then again, if there's there's not a million Sheho Otanis out there, there's only one Sheho Otani that can be that dual threat at the plate and and, and yeah. at pitcher. Wow, I'm actually agreeing with Rob Manfred on stuff. Well, you know the old saying, folks, a broken clock is right twice a day. But also, I think he was starting to mention the collective bargain agreement. That's up. Oh, That's yes. going to be a very big thing this year. Because uh, I've been saying this for like a year, like what we went through last year with baseball and how they, how Manfred said, you know what, there's going to be a season 50 games and all that crap and how they were going at it with the players union. I was even saying last year, there might not be a baseball. In se- we were saying like, there could be no, possibly no baseball in 2022 because from what happened last year with the players unions and the owners they're not exactly going to be holding hands singing kumbaya they're not and you know what hopefully they learn from that and they get a new cba out in a timely manner because this cba expires december 1st right and that's going to be right two months before spring training Hopefully and that's something we have to be very close to watch. Hopefully they get a deal made before then. But like I said, I don't think the, the owners and the players unions are going to be exactly. The other thing is Manfred's also considering banning defensive shifts. I'm a little uh, mixed I, on that in all honesty. I, I, I wouldn't say ban de- defensive shifts, but I think limit them. I think you should limit them because there's <laughs> more <laughs> analytical crap. I, I could tell us about the analytical bullshit. But right. put this way, you put the shift on, that runner's, you're nine times out of ten, that runner's going to ground out to the shift. And you know what? That not that kind of cheating, in a sense? Kind of is. I don't, I don't know if it's kind of cheating, not to go against my very good friend, Patchy, on anything, but it, it's not necessarily cheating. It's, it's a defensive move. If you have a player who is a pull hitter, you play him that way, it only can make that player better by learning to go to the opposite field more. I understand that, but still, yeah, nine times out of ten, that player is not gonna pull is is not gonna pull the ball the other way and hit the ball the other way. Nine times out of ten, they're gonna ground out to the shift. I yeah, I agree with you. Nine times so, out of ten. Yeah, it, it's 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 a mixed review for me. I say if you're gonna limit the shift, I say give them five shifts a game, make it easy. Five shifts. We're not gonna okay. go we're one, no. Give them like five. After that, no, no more. You can Think try about it. it. Play the game the way it used to be, as I think Manfred was stating in the article that I sent out to you guys, saying that yeah. he wants to see the game play like it was when he was a kid, not this playing yeah, shift and all this bull. Like I said, I'm kind of um, mixed on it. I think they should limit it, though, because, you know, if you're going to – because they're going by, okay, 75% of the time this guy hits towards the left. What if he actually hits – Towards the right this time. You know, to, to when I look at it right now, I look at the one player on the New York Mets who has this, who has a shift on him every game, and that's Dominic Smith. Nine times out of 10, like Patrick said, he grounds out. That one time out of 10, he hits a double down the left field line. So, you know, it's to me, it's a defensive move, but try eliminating it. Yeah, that's one thing. So, yeah, I'm going to say with defensive shift, maybe this is a good move. One more thing Rob Manford proposed is 
just like the NFL explained the video review to the fans. Baseball's long enough. I would I wouldn't mind this actually. I'd be open to that actually. I think in home run calls, maybe. Home run calls, maybe, but I would I would love to see a call on a reverse decision of a player being out. Just to see how the umpire explains it. Oh, the runner, runner had his foot slightly off the bag the ball was slightly outside the glove so the runner is safer out by default i picture you know, angel hernandez doing this and i just start hernandez cracking up lost. no offense angel hernandez. i i did no no i just start cracking up thinking there's no flag on the play but the runner's foot was exactly two inches short before the ball got there are they trying to turn baseball into football now no no it's, it's he just proposed an idea that was it the pro- the only problem is football's long enough, especially with explaining of every penalty and every fumble and every interception, whatever. Everything. That's football. You're going to now add if there's – considering I like the fact that there's only a challenge here and there allowed, but if you have to start a lot more umpire challenging and a lot of – turn, you're going to add an hour to a ball game, and that's a lot of time. Now, listen, we all love baseball. We love it. That we talk about it, but we all admit it's long. It's a long game. It's a long game. It is, but it's also a fun, exciting game to watch. It can be boring yes. at times, but in the end of the day, it's game a game of patience. Exciting game to watch. You, you need to have patience, my friends. Patience to watch baseball. You need more patience in golf, though. Yeah, speaking of golf, I heard the British Open hap- is happening this weekend. The uh, British Championship has started. Check out Halpern's final offer for my take on the uh, the field. And as of right now, my pick to win is sitting up at uh, plus one. John Ram has to settle down and come back. You're listening to the Sports Insanity Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. Make sure to like us on Facebook by searching SIN Sports Insanity Podcast. And also follow us on Twitter by searching at SIN Sports Insanity. And now back to the bottom half of the inning on the Sports Insanity Podcast. Okay, our last thing to talk about is we are now in the second half of Major League Baseball season. I will give my take on what's going on. The Mets currently lead the NL East by three games over the Philadelphia Phillies and four games by the Atlanta Braves. The Mets are on their best run that I've seen in a long, long time. And I am very, very happy to see where they are in first place. The Mets are currently now back at full strength in their lineup with the returns of McNeil, Comforto, J.D. Davis, and Brandon Nemo now back in the lineup. But not to take anything away from Jonathan or Kevin for doing a great job this year. They're going to help this team down the down the run. Yeah. Pitching is where the Mets are lacking. Now, mind you, you say Mets pitching, you think DeGrom, you see Tejan Walker, you know they have Stroman, but they're still missing Thor, Noah Syndergaard, and Carlos Carrasco, who were supposed to be the roundouts for this pitching staff. Carrasco we're going to see at the end of July, but I'm starting to doubt more and more if Syndergaard will be back with the Mets this season due to the fact that his arm is now – Iffy. If they make the playoffs, they might see him then. You're talking two powerhouse teams in New York now. It's not just the Yankees. Now, the Yankees are still the New York Yankees. Anything can happen. I don't think they're going to do anything about the Red Sox. But the Mets have something to say this year, and they're going to yell it out. Absolutely. Like, now that they're back at full strength, and hopefully if Syndergaard comes back, you guys are going to be in great shape. Well, can you imagine going up against a rotation of DeGrom followed by Syndergaard, throwing Stroman, Tejan, and then you have at the end of that lineup someone like 
Carrasco, McGill, any of these guys throwing 98, 99 miles an hour as a fifth starter is frightening. You don't know what you're going to get. That's beyond frightening. And they don't make pitchers like they used to back in the day. But this Mets rotation has the possibilities of being top 10 of all time, if fully healthy. Because I have said it. DeGrom is the best pitcher in baseball. Kristen Yelich said it best. Uh, I believe it was said yesterday. You go up and face him, zero out of a thousand, you're getting it against Jacob DeGrom. And that's how the Mets are looking right now. Meanwhile, on Crosstown, do I need to say anything anymore? Do I really need to say anything? Do I have to? You don't want if you don't want to, you don't have to. I don't care. <laughs> you know what? It's on the team, but it's the team you root for, so it's up to you. Okay, you know what? Our lovely audience has suffered for the last couple of weeks of hearing me rant. So you're not going to. Psych. Here's more. Just okay, you know what? It's not gonna be as fiery as the last couple ones, because do I even need to waste my energy anymore? But anyway, here's the thing. Do I you don't need a PhD to figure this out. They suck. The Yankees have been sucking lately. And you know what it was the on Sunday, the game before the freaking All-Star break. You, I, you think they're going to sweep the Astros and then freaking Altuve. Freaking Altuve. Every New Yorker's favorite baseball player. Oh, I hate this guy. It's a strong word, my friend. Okay, strongly dislike him. There Is that you better? Go. Much better. Strongly dislike. Hate's a powerful word. We don't use that term around here. I apologize. I apologize for that. But I strongly dislike Altuve. He's a cheater. And and just like all of this, when it comes to sweeps, the Yankees can't get the freaking job done. They can't get the job done. Okay, we win series. Woohoo. But you can't get the freaking broom out. And listen, I can go on about our 1,368 problems. But okay here's a few other things. Here's what they need to do. We need to make some moves at the damn trade deadline. You guys ain't making a playoff, so why make a move? At this point. Unload. That's what you do. You unload your team. That's what the Cubs are about to do. The Yankees have to win at least 43 games. Shout out to New York Yankees True Fans page to get the second wildcard spot. But, you know, that is not definite because you, you got to see what everyone else does as well. If they just win that bare minimum, then the most they can lose is 30 games. Baseball is very interesting, Bill. You you should know this by now. I do know this. We've seen miraculous runs, whether it's from the Oakland Athletics winning, what, 21 straight way back when? Yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, we got the Colorado Rockies going on that unprotested, I think it was 19 or 20 game streak. <laughs> For them to make the playoffs, the Washington Nationals, they came back and made the playoffs and ended up winning the World Series. I wouldn't say don't count the Yankees out. The Yankees are most likely out of it at this point, but don't count the Yankees out. The Yankees like to pull things out of their ass miraculously sometimes, it seems. It could happen. You're right. No, you are 100% correct. It could happen. But with this team, I don't know how much confidence I have in them. Not to quote my favorite uh, person, but yeah, monkeys might fly out of my butt. Yeah, better chance of pigs flying, maybe. I don't know what's going to happen right now. So we're just going to have to, hopefully some moves can be made at the trade deadline. But like you said, it's a good chance they're not going to make the playoffs. Very solid chance they're not going to make it. 
So, but because, you know, there's talk about maybe getting Joey Gallo. Gallo's not coming to the Yankees. Trevor Story. But who are you going to give to the Rockies? You know, I was talking to my dad about this. He was like, you know, give them Glaber and Frazier or something like that. Why, would, like, those, why would those teams trade no, those players to the Yankees? When I know. I catch, would you let me finish, please? And I told my dad that the Rockies are not going to give up Trevor Story for Glaber Torres. <laughs> They're not going to. Doesn't make sense. Bingo! And my dad said, yeah, give, get rid of, get, give them Glaber, give them Frazier. I'm like, that's not going to happen. I have a sure. better chance of becoming Pope than that happening. Anyway. Trevor's story is going to be a free agent. He's going to sign with, um, he's going to sign whether it would be with the Yankees next season. It's a very big distinct possibility because the Yankees will throw whatever they can. But Trevor Story will be one of the biggest free agents at the end of the season. Just Absolutely. As, as they say, L-A. You think he's going to be a Dodger? L-A-A. Oh, you think he's going to be an angel? I'll go to the Angels. The Angels are a great team. And with him at, and with him at shortstop, come on. That, yeah, that, but they just signed Simmons to five years. D, well, you can DH one of them or move one around. Look, look at that infield already. Well, you can teach Simmons to play second. Teach or Simmons at second, stories at, stories at shortstop, and Rendon's at third. Lord Trout is in center field. Help. But hey, there's one other team we need to talk about. Yes, we do. Uh, Pat, take it away, my to, friend. Trying to make oh, Pat fall asleep. No. <laughs> if you fall asleep, you fall asleep. I can kick you out of this meeting. I've, I've <laughs> Regardless, yes, the Washington Nationals, my beloved team that I root for oh so much, 42 and 47 at the All-Star break, sitting fourth in the NL East. You know, had a tough series against the Giants to end the half lost all three and then lost one of the Padres when um you know hey we went up eight nothing in two innings and then the um the stock market crashed in that game and we gave a grand slam to a relief pitcher no offense Max Scherzer it happens it's a bad outing you're forgiven you're still one of the best pitchers in the league right now but I feel my team can still get a wild card spot I'm not saying we can't win the division. We have an outside shot to win the division, but I'm looking at a wild card spot right now. Are you seven games back? Seven games back, five five games under 500. Yeah. You know, we have a couple players on the DL right now. Washington is one of those teams that's exciting to watch. I'll, I'll be one of the first people to say that. They got a, I mean, watching Kyle Schwarber do what he did was, was kind of fun, I'm going to say it. But Washington, I never count out lately. They they have a Yankee-esque coming back when the, the odds are against them. Yeah, you know, you know, last year in the, as Bill said it, I think when we were recording last year, a World Series hangover. I don't call it a World Series hangover because I don't count last season. Oh, so it doesn't exist to you. To me, it, last season doesn't exist. Yes, the Dodgers won it all, but you're telling me a 50-game season is a season? No, come on. Posture. We all know that season shouldn't have happened. but We all know that season shouldn't happen. Baseball tried to bring some life back to America. They tried their best, and it was almost an absolute show. But mm-hmm. Give them a B for effort. A B. To quote a Christmas story, a C plus. I agree with old ops guy that I give them a, as I hate to say it, a Yankee-esque vibe. 2019? 
made the playoffs in the wild card, won the wild card game, beat the Dodgers in five, swept the Cardinals, beat Astros in seven, World Series champion. If the injuries ease and everyone comes back healthy, hopefully maybe mid-August to get us ready for the back end of August and the rest of September, the Nats have a great chance to either, hey, maybe come back, win the division, or hey, we get that wild card spot and make a little wild card magic happen again, like in 2019. But then again, we have to wait for Steven Strasburg to come back, Jan Gomes, Kevin McGowan, and Kyle Schwarber. All those guys are on the DL right now trying to recover, even Carter Kaiboom, all, you know, dealing with some injuries right now. And I hope all of them come back healthy because I want this team to make another run when it comes to winning the World Series. We're going to have a fun second half of baseball season, folks. So uh, anything else, folks? Nope, I'm good for the night. I'm set, sir. I am good, too. Oh, I just want to mention one quick thing. When we were watching the other – when we were doing the um, Home Run Derby live stream the other night, we actually had a someone who was viewing from France. All I got to say to that viewer, he said this is the first time he's ever ha- heard about Major League Baseball or she, I don't know what gender they were. They said, I hope the players are safe. I heard Colorado's in the frontier. Well, sir, madam, all we have to say to you is mercy, mercy. Merci what was that? Merci beaucoup. Okay, well, that's our show. Check us out on all platforms. Listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to know more, go wear patch. Oh, yeah, there's a website. It's called www.thesportsandsandynetwork.com. Till next week, I'm Bill Murphy. Oh, on behalf of Danny Boy Reginald, who went to work halfway through this podcast, I am Lawrence Patchman Lang. And I am the one and only Mark Old Ops Guy, Alpern. This has been the fifth inning of the fourth game of the Sports Insanity podcast at the Sports Insanity Network. Take care. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting, a teenager learning the lingo. Jelly, jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org, brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council.